What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth are Excellent is your name, oh God. 
of doing good and today we are so glad that you are going to do extraordinary good for your people for your children as we worship you today in Jesus mighty name Amen Yeah. 
my generation shall praise your name, Almighty God, Almighty God, our generation shall praise your name. My generation shall praise your name. time in worshiping God because <clears throat> he inhabits the praises of his people nothing moves him like when we sing praises and in worship to him it moves God so much that's why I enjoy each time I preach the gospel before I preach the gospel I spend quality time in worshiping him and in praising him you know he, he is a good God. Amen. He Amen. is a good God. It's my pleasure once more to be live, broadcasting live um, to the children of God. Um, wherever you're viewing this program from, whatever platform you're using, I just want to bring peace to you. I want to bring peace to you. I say I bring the peace of the Lord unto your household, into your living room, into your life, upon your family, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For those of you watching us from several social media platforms, it's, it's my honor to welcome you and thank you for being great and worthy ambassador of Christ. For you, those of you watching on our YouTube channel, I thank God for you on, on Facebook pages. God bless you. On uh, Instagram, God bless you. On Spotify, God bless you. On Twitter, God bless you. Um, on Anchor Podcast, God bless you. And for those of you on, on television, we bring the good news of the Lord to you. This is the gospel of our Lord. We are sharing with you so we want to bless you in the name of jesus you know it amazes me why people respond positively when you said god bless you when you tell them god bless you they tend to receive it immediately then when you say i bless you in the name of jesus they looked at you as if you are <laughs> you're retarded. You're mad. You're sick. So that 
is the foundation of this message we preached last time we said we are of one religion we serve one God I make bold to say we all serve one God we serve one God that's why you can tell anybody if you can turn off that please yeah I mean I make if you can tell somebody God bless you the person will accept it because it's God the person is, is when you say God bless you the person will God yes thank you when someone sneezes, say bless you thank you God bless you God bless you thank you thank you thank you because the name God is being translated in several languages in several languages to mean the same thing the way it is spelled G-O-D but when you say I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ it means you are showing someone the way to salvation but the people don't receive it I've come to realize this so why so it is safe for a Christian so you don't offend someone else if you don't want to offend someone else it's safe for you to say God bless you because you don't want to invoke that name Jesus so you don't create anarchy a state of anarchy a state of confusion or trying to defend your belief but that's why I love the Muslims the, a Muslim will come and they will definitely tell you Salam Aleikum and you say Salam Aleikum Salam they are so bold to tell you to give you the message of peace the way they were taught they, they don't care to know your belief because they know they are bringing a message of peace to you a Muslim will come in they will tell you God bless you or Allah bless you mind you Allah is an Arabic word meaning God so when they come in they'll say Salam Aleikum my team came in today and I said Salam Aleikum everybody were like okay is he speaking in tongues <laughs> I took them by surprise I said Salam Aleikum they were like oh, okay Salam Aleikum they, oh. it took them a while to grasp their breath because I've never used the word and as I was looking at them I was just smiling and it took them a while to respond understanding I wasn't speaking in tongues it's a message of peace so if the gospel is a message of peace why are we shy about it to tell somebody when we see a muslim brother i said i greet you in the name of jesus christ they are not against jesus they are not against jesus but they could be against the messenger and not the message so that's why it's important you lead a lifestyle of Christ so that the messenger will not be discarded. Sometimes they discard the messenger without receiving the message because they believe the messenger has some kind of attitude. They don't want to be part of it. So when you study Islam, when you study, you understand they are not against you. They are not we serve the same God. I am going to dive into the scripture to explain this to you. But the message is this, 
the misunderstanding, misconception, the misrepresentation of Jesus in their beliefs. Last time, we used um, um, Muslims as a case study to explain that they do not hate us. They are not against the gospel. You may interest you that every Muslim scholar knows so much about the scripture. They have read it. If you engage them in arguments, they will quote the scripture. How many of us can quote the Holy Quran? None. Muslim scholars can quote the scripture. They are not afraid to read the scripture because they believe it's the book of life. They believe it's a book of God. If you ask every Muslim scholar, they will tell you the Bible is the holy word of God. But they are arguing that Christians do not understand the Bible. That's their basis of argument. They are saying we misinterpret the scriptures. A lot of things we do. Next time I'll teach you how a lot of things came into this, into, into our generation. A lot. Racism was introduced by Christian missionaries. Racism was introduced. This it was reintroduced by Christian missionaries. Slave trade, rather. Sorry, I meant to say slave trade. Christian missionaries. But I'm not gonna teach that. I'll teach it next time because I want us to understand that our problem is not our brothers in other faiths. That Muslim brother is not my problem. I went somewhere to minister the gospel and uh, they took me around. I saw a, a community that is a Muslim community, Muslim populated community. But I saw, I realized that the mosque was so dilapidated. It was so poor that it can collapse and kill the worshippers. And I told the clergyman that were taking me, I said, hey, I think we, we should build this mosque for them. We should fix it for them. They looked at me like, are you okay? These are Muslims? This is a mosque? And you want to build it for them? I looked at them, I was like, these are human beings worshipping in an unkept environment because they are poor. No electricity. They are poor. And the mosque can collapse at any time and kill them. I am not saving. This is a building. This is a structure. I'm saving the lives from dying. How do you win them over? If at all you have faith in your, in your belief in Christ, how do you win? Do you win them when they are dead? God will hold you responsible. The message of salvation is for the living, not for the dead. As a part of this structure, during the time of Jesus, those that crucified Jesus, that were protecting the law of God, they crucified Jesus, but Jesus went to the synagogue to worship. Jesus went to the synagogue. Those that did not believe in him, those that killed him. And when he saw the unkept environment, the house of God was, he was mad. He said, you've made the house of my father a a place for dying of robbers. He was mad. Then they were practicing Judaism. 
And remember that Judaism, they didn't, till date, they don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe. They believe he's a carpenter, son of a carpenter, who claimed to be son of God. But if Jesus could worship with them, if Jesus could go to the temple to teach, how much more we that wants to live and live like him? There are something in Islam that teaches about Sahih Muslim. If I don't pronounce it well, please forgive me. S-A-H-I-H. Sahih Muslim. One thing the Muslims believe, they believe that Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad had predicted that Jesus, to them, Prophet Isa, would come back. They had predicted that they believed in the Holy Quran that he, they have predicted that he will come back to this earth to rule, to correct impression about him by breaking of the cross. You can see they believe that he is going to come back to rule and to correct impression. So he had predicted. They believed that Jesus is alive in heaven. But as a prophet, misconception, misrepresentation of whom Jesus is. So when you see someone, you believe that somebody is making a mistake. You call the person to order with love. With love and let the person see reasons with you. So today we are going to reason together. We are going to reason together and I'll show you some places in the scripture because I want to prepare your mind for the last day and time for you to understand that my problem and your problem is not those of other faiths. We have one common enemy. And if we can stand in unity and deliver the gospel the way it is, I can tell you that when Jesus fed the 5,000, they were not Christians. None were Christians. None. None. I can tell you some of them came from the Arabians. Some of them were Muslims. But Jesus took care of everybody. Because what the oldest religion, uh, religious practice, religious faith, is Christianity and the Muslim. Or Islam. I don't know how to pronounce it. So, Islam. So forgive me. I believe those practicing Islam are the Muslims, right? So forgive my uh, ignorance of of your faith. So Jesus fed. Many of them were pagans. They did not come for the word of God. They came because they saw he perform miracle and fed all of them. They all followed him. Because Jesus took care of their body. So why is it when somebody disagrees with us, when somebody does not believe in Christ, we turn that person to be evil? There are so many people from Christian home who doesn't even believe Jesus, who doesn't even believe in that reality. When you mention Jesus, they are so mad, even from your lineage, from your family. There are those that have not received him. Are you going to call them evil? Are you going to call them witches? You can't. It takes time, it takes love for you to show sometimes your character 
can attract them to Christ. Being judgmental over them cannot. So when you look at it, you can see that there are some similarities. When a, when a Muslim mentioned Jesus, they will say, uh, that's how they say it, they say, God bless, uh, something, peace unto him. They mention his name with respect. They accord him that honor. Whenever I've observed it, each time I met, we discussed about Christ and they mentioned him, they gave him that honor. They speak in their, in their language, Latin or whatever, but what it means, peace unto him. But you will see Christians, we Christians, we use it in vain. The Bible says the only sin that is unforgiving is the sin against the Holy Spirit. Then when you will see Christians, even those acting movies, they will tell you, they will say the Holy Ghost, they use it commonly. They use it with disrespect. Little thing will happen, it's the Holy Ghost fire. That's an insult. If you are a Christian, a real Christian that believes the word of God, the Bible says, thou shalt not use the name of your God in vain. When we disrespect the name of our God, how do you expect people to respect what we do not value? You curse them in the name of God. It's so easy. You, um, what do you call it? Uh, skit makers. Those people, entertains, comedians, uses the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, to make jokes. And people will laugh. Christians, pastors will invite them to church and they will use the name of Jesus, ridicule Jesus, before a man of God. But they cannot use their pastor's name to make jokes because it's not funny. But the pastor will cross his legs and watch you use the name of Jesus to make jokes. So that is not your problem. Are you going to tell me those people using the name of Jesus to make jokes? Or the name of the Holy Spirit? They are evil? Ignorance. Lack of understanding. And that is the problem that we want to correct. We, the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So it's not about fleshy warfare. So, Islam calls him Allah. Allah is an Arabic name for God. But I am not preaching about God. I'm preaching about the personality of Jesus. Because we know God, but we do not know Jesus. So it's easy. Everybody knows God. Some people, when you ask them who Jesus, say, who is he? Who is he? And some talking about Jesus Christ, who is he? Then you introduce Jesus to them. So if my mission is to come here to preach to you about God, I'm wasting my time. I'm preaching to you about Jesus, the only way to salvation. That's what I believe. And I have to lead by it to explain to you why you should accept him, why you should receive him. I am not here to condemn your belief. I am not here to judge you. I am here to show you love. 
to tell you, yes, we serve one God. But there is only way to see him. Imagine, take for instance, you live in, uh, in the United States. In the city of Des Moines, for instance, you want to pay, if you go to the city, there's a city of Des Moines where the mayor everybody resides. It's a city council and you want to pay your utility bill. There is a department for you to pay your utility bills. If you want to pay your water bill, you go to that department and pay. But if you go to planning, urban planning or whatever, to pay your water bill, they will not accept it, even though it's the same city council. There is a department. So Jesus is that department for you to go through to receive your salvation. Not through Elijah, not through any other prophets, not through any other minister, but only Jesus. Only Jesus is the way to salvation. Without discrediting your prophets, Elijah was a great prophet. Elijah was a great prophet. Moses was a great leader. Samson, all of them. But none are the way to salvation. Only Jesus is the way to salvation. It costs you nothing to receive Jesus. It costs you absolutely nothing to receive Jesus. Test it and see if I'm telling you the truth. Just try him and see if Jesus works for you. We spoke about Buddhism the last time. When you talk about Jesus, I will, I'll, I'll be bold to tell you, yes, that Buddhism stands against everything Jesus represents. It stands against everything. Their teachings, everything stands against everything he represents. But that does not make them evil. It's for you to teach and explain and demonstrate it. Teach, explain, and demonstrate it. So it's easy. Oh, they are worshipping humans. Oh, they are, this religion is worshipping humans. And so, are you not a god? Did the Bible not say you are gods? Did the Bible not say you are gods? God told the Israelites, told Moses, I have made you a god over the Israelites. I have made you a god. And they were looking up to Moses. So they depended on Moses. When Moses lifted up the serpent, Moses was demonstrating Jesus, replica of what Jesus would do on the cross. God says, you are a god. The Bible, I will, I will show you if you don't know. So somebody said, I want to worship, worship this. When you go to Africa, for instance in Nigeria, the Igbo culture or whatever traditionalist, when they want to pray, they believe in their deity. But each time they want to make sacrifices, they will bless God in heaven. They will give honor to God in heaven. They will say, Obasibinelu, God in heaven. God in heaven. Now, some of them are even invoking the name of Jesus. 
Last time I told you about false Christ. Don't be deceived. When people invoke that name Jesus, don't be deceived. It's not a criteria. God is a spirit. Those that believe in him and those that worship him, you must worship him in truth and in spirit. What is the truth there? Don't be deceitful. Don't come here and preach righteousness, but when you go back, you have several, several uh, uh, concubines. Your wife cannot see your, your social media passwords because your social media passwords are like terrorist bombs. Once she goes into there, it will explode and destroy your marriage. And you tell your wife, I love you to death. You give, I give you my heart. When you can give your wife your password and you come to preach about Christ. So sometimes it's about you as about your personality. Paul the Apostle was so, so great in soul winning because he led by example. He led by example. Jesus told us, do not judge that you may not be judged. Hypocrites, before you remove that stuff in your neighbor's eye, first of all, remove yours. So how can you tell your brother that he is serving a false god but when you are not leading by example for him to see? When you are not demonstrating the life of Christ? The disciples were called Christians first in Antioch, first in the New Testament, after Jesus left. Because of their lifestyle, people called them Christians because they saw they were behaving like Christ. They were showing love to the poor. They were taking care of the homeless, those in need. They weren't obtaining from them, stealing from them. And they were called Christians. Do you know, your lifestyle can make your neighbor give his or her life to Jesus you preach about. The love you show to people can make them want to know more about your God. When my wife was in residency school, a fellow doctor, a core Muslim, she covers her eyes, covers everything. I've never seen her face till date. But I could tell from her character that she is so beautiful. Her heart is so pure. She one day told my wife, I would like to worship in your church. My wife didn't preach. She saw her lifestyle and she said, one day I'd like to go with you to the church. And when my wife told me, the problem wasn't bringing her to the church with her face covered, but will they receive her? Will they treat her with love? Or will they be after unmasking her? I was surprised one day the lady came to me and said, please pray for me. I was shocked. I haven't seen her face. She said, pray for me. I heard you a man of God. Pray for me. I was humble to pray for her. Prophetically, and she came back to testify the outcome of the prayer. Let your lifestyle interpret the message of Christ to people. Do not judge. Do not be too zealous to argue without facts. 
study about other religion that you may understand that there is a, something missing. They agree in everything. Yeah, they disagree that Jesus did not die for our torment of sin. That's their disagreement. Judaism said the same thing. They said Jesus did not die. I want to emphasize on Judaism because that is the closest relig um, um, religious belief. The closest faith that they practice before Christianity came into being. Everybody, all of them, every Jew before then, they were there. The law were given to them. They said, they believed that the Messiah would come. Now see the misconception. They believed that the Messiah would definitely come from God. And the Messiah, their belief is that the Messiah will come from the lineage of David, King David. They believe, which is biblical. They also believe that the Messiah will be a commoner. Biblical, Jesus was born in a manger. Joseph was a carpenter. Mary was a beautiful young woman. Paul, commoner. But they were mad. They accepted everything. The messiahship of Jesus when Jesus was born. They accepted it to the extent that Herod wanted to worship him in pretext to kill him when he heard that the promise of Messiah has been fulfilled. But where did Jesus go wrong? That's the question. Where did he go wrong? When Jesus called himself the Son of God, making himself equal to God, that was the blasphemy. That was the sin of Jesus. That is the contradiction. That's the problem in Judaism. Jesus worshipped in their synagogue. Jesus taught in their synagogue when he was 12 years old. Jesus healed the sick. All the sick that Jesus healed, that were not Muslims or pagans, they were practicing Judaism. Because every Jew then were practicing Judaism. Every Jew. They practiced it. So Jesus with them. The sin of Jesus, when Jesus said that he was equal with God, making himself son of God, they turned against him. They never believed that Jesus died for our atonement of sin. They believed that Jesus insulted the Roman Empire. That was in the first century. They believed that he insulted the Roman Empire. So the Roman Empire conspired with some Jewish leaders and some nationalists to crucify him, to kill him. Because then it wasn't by firing squad, you have to go to crucifix. They have to crucify you. That, was, that is their belief. They believed every dots. But what they disagree is that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, I just want to give you some scriptural references before I hit the nail. For you to understand, we are not wrestling against Judaism, Islam, or whatever, or idol worship. We are not wrestling against them. 
But Colossians chapter chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11. Colossians chapter 2, 9 to 11. The Bible says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. This is very important scripture I want you to understand. He said, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principalities and power. Jesus is the king, is the head. Head means king of all evil forces. So you can understand what I mean. He is the head. What contradiction? When the Bible says, those evil spirits, that Jesus is the head. Now when you read verse 11, it says, in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You can read the Bible and it will appear to you as if you are reading a love story or a book. But when you pray for the Holy Spirit interpretation, you will get the remnant in it. And when you have this knowledge and wisdom, you will know sometimes you pick a wrong fight. You are fighting those you are meant to save, those you are meant to love, those Jesus referred to you as your neighbor. Jesus never said, love your neighbor as a Christian. Say, love your neighbor as yourself. I can't discount and discard myself, so I should not discount and discard my neighbor. Irrespective of what you believe. If you are satanist and you are my neighbor, I will show you love. It's up to that neighbor to say, why do you love me so much? I don't pray like you. I don't do this like you. And I will tell you, that's what Jesus asked us to do. And the neighbor will say, who is Jesus? I'll say, come, let me introduce you to Jesus. He is the way to salvation. Easy way of winning soul for Christ. Easy. You will see, this neighbor is not of the same faith with you, but he is or she is hungry. You will go and show them love. Easy way of salvation. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, 10, 14. I love this. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, whenever you see the word, brethren means brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus. That's the meaning of brethren. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hoods of wickedness in the heavenly places, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having guided your waist with truth, having put on the blessment of righteousness. Now I want to pause here for a second. Jesus just introduced himself as the king of all principalities, as their leader. And now he also reminded us, the word of God reminded us, we fight against all that Jesus leads. I just want you to catch the remnant. He is the head. 
And he's telling you, these are the deceitful spirits. Don't let them enter into you. You are meant to control them because they are under my feet. I control them. Don't let them control you. So when you see yourself fighting against your Muslim brothers, um, Judea, um, uh, 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 the, the, the Judaism, there's something they are called, right? They are the Buddhists, whatever. You don't have to fight against them. These are your fellow human beings. These are your fellow gods. These are your brothers and sisters. Why are you fighting them? See, the deceitful spirit you fight, principalities and powers, he says, against rulers of this darkness of this age. When there was a warfare I had sometime and I took care of the territorial demon. I just, when you, in every hierarchy, there are, in the police formation, there are divisional, there are uh, central, there are states, there are federal, there are regional. Same, Jesus says, against the rulers of this of, of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness so when you are wicked to one another you are allowing this spirit to control you Jesus is the head so which means we control them these are demons we deal with principalities and powers Jesus is their head head means they are under my feet. But how can you control them when you speak the truth? Not when you tell your wife, honey, I love you with my heart. And your wife will say, honey, can I make use of your phone? You say, no. Why? It's privacy. Really? Your heart is not private. You can easily give out your heart that for her to smash. But your phone, you protect your phone that you can easily replace if damaged. But you know your heart is irreplaceable. But you can lie to a woman. Lie to a man. Say, I love you with all my heart. And you can tell several people the same thing. Shame on you if you are a preacher of the gospel. The judgment of God will be different upon the church, upon the ministers of the gospel that have redacted the truth, and the ones he will have on the male listeners. God forbid that I will come here to waste my time and I live a borrowed life. I told somebody, the hardest job to do is being a servant of God. It's the hardest. Because you have to apply everything that Ephesians 6, 10, 14 had said. It's the hardest. To come up and speak. Preach the gospel. Expose yourself to danger. When you can't back it up with good character, shame on you. And that verse 14 is the only way. If you have this verse 14 with you in your pockets, everybody, it's easy for you to win soul. Sometimes I don't preach the gospel. That's why we have a platform. This platform is only for us to share the gospel. The other platform is my neighbor, my hero. We don't preach the gospel. If we go out in the name of my neighbor, my hero, we demonstrate the gospel. We show love. And we've seen people come to Christ just by receiving the love of God. I can't use the platform, my neighbor, my hero, to preach the gospel because we help those that are in need, whether you are a Christian, a pagan, or Hindus, a Muslim, or whatever, you are an idol worshiper, you are even Satanist. 
and you need the love of Christ, we will extend it to you. Because love is a language that does not segregate. Love is a language that does Imagine somebody just fainted and the person pass a Christian just fainted and a person passing by is a Hindu and he's a, uh, uh, um, uh, I don't know, a doctor, just say a physician. And the physician was in a position to save your life. Would you say, oh, no, I'm not going to do this because this person is a Christian? No! The physician will first of all save your life because it's against her, his or her ethics not to save your life. That physician can lose license for segregating. So why should you, if a male physician that is being guided by authority of this earth can save a life without being judgmental, how and why should you, a child of the Most High God, a replica, a, a definition of love. Why should you segregate against others? Because they don't believe in what you believe. Because they don't practice your faith. Because they don't look like you. You segregate against them. It's not the gospel. The gospel is love. I preach, but when I go on a mission walk, I demonstrate it. Now, when the Jews were mad, they tried to kill Jesus. John chapter 10 says in verse 30, they tried to kill Jesus. They got a stone. They wanted to kill him because they felt Jesus blasphemed. Why should Jesus say he is God? They were mad. These are people that Jesus identified as a brethren. And Jesus said, I and my father are one. They were mad. Blasphemy. Blasphemy, number one. I and my father are one. Now, in verse 31, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Because then, when you, when you blaspheme against God, they killed you by stoning you to death. So because they felt Jesus had blasphemed, it's time for him to die. They picked up stone to kill him. In verse 32, Jesus answered them, many good words I have shown you from my father. Which of those works do you stone me? Jesus wanted to know. He said, many good works. I dine with these folks. All my disciples are, are, are your brothers. They are, I think there's another word. They are your brothers. They practice the same Judaism. Why do you want to kill me? They are all Jewish. I'm a Jew. Why do you want to kill me? Show me. Then the Jews answered him in verse 30, verse 33. The Jews answered him saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, and because you, being a man, make yourself God. Can see his offense. It did not start now. Jesus did not curse them. Jesus explained to them with love. Then Jesus answered. You see the importance of knowing the gospel, knowing the world, and studying other people's religion. Um, uh, um, believe, studying it. Now Jesus answered them, it is, it is not written, sorry, I take it back. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? He did not say in my, he said, in your law, I said, you are gods. Jesus said, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. And Jesus was making reference to Psalm 82, verse 6. Psalm chapter 82, verse 6. So, Jesus was able to get the attention when he quoted the law. When he quoted the scripture to them. So that's why 
we sometimes get scared when we see others quoting this Bible and we can't quote even a single page of their, of their holy book. I'm more bold to call whatever you take as holy as holy. After all, we have pastors that go by holiness, holy this, holy that. So if you think the book is holy, I will respect it by calling it holy. With no apology to anyone. So Jesus quoted Psalm 82 verse 6 when he made that reference. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. In verse 36, do you say of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the son of God? You can see he wasn't violent. You can see the law. And I, I was just trying to visualize how how silly they looked when Jesus did not you, you, you brought us stones to kill someone and the person is showing you love now let's go to that Psalm 82 and I'm going to end there the reference Jesus quoted Jesus was quoting the Old Testament remember so Psalm 82 when you read from verse 5 I just want to let you know that you are gods so before you kill somebody for calling himself gods know that you are killing yourself because you are you are very strong for somebody to think you are a means to knowing God. Jesus is the means. And that's the message. That's why we preach the gospel. Now, Psalm 82, Psalms 82, from verse 5. The Bible says, do, They do not know, nor do they understand, they walk by in darkness. They do not know, nor they understand, they walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, you are gods. Where Jesus quoted, verse 6 says, you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. Can I say why I say we are serving the same God? We are serving the same God. When I tell you we are all serving the same God, but the means to that God we are serving is Jesus Christ. In verse 7, he says, But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. This is the word of God. Let his name be praised. I just want you to know that it's not about your brother. It's not about your sister. You have to discipline yourself first. Understand the God you serve that you may be able to explain him to someone else. You are a mighty God, the great I Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, you are a mighty God, the great Hallelujah. 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 
a mighty God. He is the great I am, I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I just want us to know that we are not fighting against each other. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. We grow daily by hearing the word of God. When we teach the word here, don't take me for it. Go and search the scriptures to know if I'm telling you the truth. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you sometime next, um, 